Maybe by now you've gotten used to this word, confront. When we were together last time, I explained what the word really means, at least to me, and shared some of the reasons you may be so uncomfortable with the word confrontation that you're likely missing opportunities to have more intimacy in your relationships. Today on the podcast, I'm going to teach you when to confront and give you some tools to make that possible. Confronting with confidence is a skill you will be able to master at the end of this podcast. You're listening to Crazy Busy, the podcast for executives, entrepreneurs, and savvy fast trackers who want to start their week sane and end it that way too. Here's your host, growth strategist, executive coach, and millennial leadership mentor, Karen Bellantoni. I know you've likely been sitting on the edge of your seat since the last time when I talked to you about the tactics of avoiding accommodating, forcing, and compromising. Today, we're going to start with when you should confront. We'll learn more about why this is important. And at the end, I'm going to give you a great tool called Clear and Request. Let's get to it. So when do you confront someone? Since we know the options I just shared with you aren't that appealing, we want to take a better route, which is confrontation, just with confidence. There are two times you'll need to confront someone. One is in the middle of a situation, right as it's happening, which is sometimes just going to be what you need to do. Let's look at how that works and how that works with this specific framework that I'm about to teach you. The first thing I want you to do when you're in the moment is take this step. Stop. Take a breath a full breath and ask yourself, what is their intention? Because you're likely triggered, meaning your fight or flight went off. You're probably angry, frustrated, confused, or let down, or some of these other feelings that go directly back to childhood. So ask yourself, what was their intention? Was it Joe's intention to make me feel small? Was it Joe's intention to embarrass me? Was it Joe's intention to make me upset? Or was it even Joe's intention to cause me to feel sick? Most likely the answer is no. If you're in a situation and you ask yourself, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder what their intention is. And you do think it's negative or you do think a person's hostile then you use this tool. You can ask them, hey, I'm curious, what's your intention when you say that to me? Or you can stop the process with a neutralizing comment. Neutralizing comments are not positive or negative. So when we say something like, that's interesting, can you tell me why you said that? What's your intention? Tell me more. You seem to be challenging me. I'm wondering why. So you can get deeper and typically somebody will back off and say, oh, no, 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 I was just joking, which is a mask for oops, 
I didn't mean for someone to know how I really feel, right? At which point you really have a choice. You can dig in deeper or not. Depending on how close the person is to you, you may want to dive into it. Or you can let them off the hook. Or you can come back later and make a clearing request, which we'll come to at the end of the podcast. It's rare, honestly, it really is, that someone's approaching you with malice. However, if you want to be more direct because you're practicing what I'm teaching you in the podcast, or because you believe that to be true, and you kind of really know that they had the intention to upset you, another tool is, come again? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Can you say that again? Sometimes it's just easier to lean on that, come again, or I didn't hear you, would you repeat yourself? If you're triggered and you're having a hard time, finding the words can be tough. So, excuse me, I'm not sure if I heard you. Would you like to repeat that? It can work really well. And what you do then is you kind of force somebody, if they do have a negative intent, to be even more confrontational and say it again. At which point you may have to say, listen, there's obviously something going on here. We need to have a conversation about it. Can we do it at this date or this time? Or maybe have a sit down on another day about this. Because right now you seem heated and I don't feel comfortable talking about it. But I'll tell you, it's about 1% of the time that it's going to turn into something like that. Most of the time, if someone has a negative intent, they're going to drop it right after you push them for their intention. And if they don't, it's likely because they don't have a negative intent. And instead, they'll choose to explain themselves. Oh, what do you mean? No, no. What I meant was... Sometimes we hear things differently through our own lens and giving somebody a second chance is a powerful tool in conversation and in relationship building. So now you're clear about what their intent is. The force is with you. It's up to you to decide whether to drop it or not, whether it's important to you or not. If it is, then you'll need to use the clear and request tool that I share at the end. The second step in this framework is to remove any heat. Once anything gets heated, there is no logic and there is no being logical with somebody. So once you see emotions, you can say, I'd really like to discuss this with you, but I think we should take a break or come back to it. Let's set up a time to talk later. You really just do not want to engage with someone when there's heat even if it's your boss, and you feel uncomfortable saying, hey, can we take a break and come back to this? I really want to hear you, but it seems like we might need to take a break right now. Or it could be best if we came back to this in 10 minutes. It's a really healthy and normal thing to suggest for both of you, and it's something you have every right to say. You might even see that your boss seems relieved. When someone else is triggered, It's difficult for them to take that break themselves or to think straight and ask for that time. So when I say heat, I mean the person is not in the smart part of their brain. They're triggered into the emotional part of the brain or the fight or flight part of the brain. The third step, 
don't assume they know what they did. This took me a long time to learn. Most people have no idea what they've done to trigger you. Likely because it's your trigger, not theirs. Especially people who are boundary breakers. I mean, they don't even see the line you've put down. So they may need several requests from you to stay on track. Recently, I had dinner with a friend whose behavior towards me had changed. I wanted to understand if he was okay or if there was anything he wanted to clear up with me. He was grateful afterwards because there was something going on and he just didn't feel okay sharing. My confronting helped him see how much I cared. Fourth step, use curiosity as a tool, especially if you're confronted. Questions are your best offense. You know, maybe you can say something like, tell me more. Where did you get that idea? I'm curious. Do you have any examples you could share with me? Try to separate you, your personal self, from what they're saying or what they're trying to communicate to you. Think of yourself as a facilitator and create a safe environment by watching your own vocal tone. Use good body language and continue to be curious with good questions and dig. So much of the reason you think you need to confront someone really turns out to be nothing that you needed to protect yourself from, but somebody else in advance trying to protect their own triggers. If you've been half listening up to now, you may want to stop the podcast here and save this part for when you can be fully attentive. I'm about to give you my best tool if you want to confront with confidence. It's called Clear and Request. This tool can cover you in multiple ways. If someone is just venting to you and you're not clear about what to do differently or how to kind of come full circle with their weak attempt to confront you, or if you want to confront somebody or get something off your chest, you can use this as well. The tool's called Clear and Request, and it's called Clear and Request because that's all you have to do. It's a two-step process. If you just do the clear part without the request, you're venting, whining, complaining, and it's just a dump. It's not going to get you anywhere. In fact, when friends repeatedly complain about the same things to me, not my clients, of course, they would never do that, but my friends, I might say to them, what's the request? What's the request? Is there something I can do to help? Otherwise, I've kind of heard this story before, and you know you need to take some action for things to change. So let me know when you've taken the action, and I'll be glad to hear the update. Otherwise, let me know if there's a request you have of me. Okay, so when you're doing your clearing request because you want to approach someone who upsets you, offended you, or most likely triggered something old from your past, remember the first step. Remove any heat. Do not approach somebody when you're pissed off, emotional, or upset. You're just not in the right state of mind. You're not only not in the right state of mind, you're not in the right location of your mind. You aren't in your prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain that helps you make decisions, be creative, collaborative, and think straight. 
This part of the brain I also refer to as the executive function. And when you get stuck in the limbic brain, the part of your brain that is emotional or the amygdala, the one that gets overwhelmed by emotion and goes into fight or flight, you aren't able to be logical. That's why it's so important to get back into the front part of the brain, get calm, remove any heat through time, taking a walk, a few breaths, or shake it off in any way that works for you. Okay, so now you're ready, you're calm, you're grounded, and you say to the person you wanna confront, hey, I wanna clear something up and make a request of you. Would that be okay? Basically, what you're asking, is it okay if I confront you? It's just a much nicer way to say it, right? I'll tell you a quick story about a client of mine. She had a frequently disruptive person in her group meetings. Half the time, he'd put somebody on the spot who wasn't prepared to talk about their project. So in this case, I coached her to use the clear and request tool. She waited until there was a moment where it happened. And after witnessing it happening, she was able to approach him after the meeting and say, Joe, I'd like to clear something up and make a request of you. Would that be okay? First, and most likely, he's going to say sure. And you'll notice the body language shifts. Most likely, the person will want to give you their full attention because you framed the conversation in a way where they know what to expect. We start with clearing and we never point a finger. We don't make it about the person. It's all about us and our feelings. This is an opportunity for us to share how we uniquely feel because in that case, sharing our feelings is never gonna be something that anyone else can question. So in this case, Joe, when we get together in our weekly meetings, you mentioned in front of everybody that I was gonna share an update on a project that we're working on. Clearly, I was unprepared. We had not discussed this, and it wasn't on the agenda. What happens to me when I get put on the spot like that is I get nervous, and I forget half of what I really like to say and share. So now we shift into the request part. My request is, in order for both of us to look good on this project that we're partnering on and collaborating on, Please give me at least 24 hours notice of whatever it is that you want me to share and update everyone on so I can be prepared and much more comfortable. Would that be okay? Who wouldn't say no to that, right? So we've cleared, we've shared how we feel, and we shifted into the request. We've made a very specific request. The sharing that we did is not about the other person. It doesn't matter how loud it was, how rude it was, how toward the end of the meeting it was when no one was listening anyway, or all the other evidence you could pile up against this person. What matters is how you feel and that you get to make a request to be different. We don't assume that this person knew that they were putting you in a bad position. We don't assume that this person was trying to undermine you. The clear and request tool can create intimacy in every kind of relationship. Colleagues, business partners, vendors, your children, your spouse. I'm not kidding, even your mother-in-law. So make sure you keep that in your back pocket. And the next time you feel like you want to say something and you don't have the right tools, 
you can use clear and request. Remember, if you just clear, you're venting, you're dumping. And if you just make the request without the clearing, you kind of sound demanding. So in this case, the two go so beautifully together. All right, that's it for today's episode. I encourage you to take this framework of clear and request and try it somewhere where you feel pretty safe. Build yourself up to the people who trigger and upset you the most. The more you practice, the more comfortable you are, the more this will flow in the moment and you will become a master of confronting with confidence. Until next time, leave crazy busy behind and become the leader I know you were meant to be. Thanks for listening to Crazy Busy with Karen Bellantoni. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts and look out for the next episode. For more information about working with Karen or bringing her insight to your company, visit karenbellantoni.com.